Well, hi. Oh, hey. Bruce on the Balcony podcast. Friday? I almost said October 10th. August 10th. I F. TJ. Thank God it's Friday. Let's go. Let's go. So, how you doing, Nikki? Well, I'm doing just dandy. Don't call me that. F*** you. Bleep that out. A lot of things on the docket today. I give you a bunch of bleep. Then you have to do a bunch of bunch of work. There you go. That, that's that, that's that, fine. That's what I think for you calling me Nikki. So you're gonna say a lot, so I have to bleep all just that a shit out. Big old middle finger to you, TJ. <laughs> right. Big old middle. Finger. No, it's uh, it's Friday. It's uh, it's good. Uh, PGA tournament is going on. I've mm-hmm. been at the uh, PGA at Bell Reeve, mm-hmm. 100th PGA Championship, all week long. That's your opinion. When you're hearing this, we will both know. I will probably be there. You're going. Tomorrow and Sunday, correct? Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Yes, correct. So, yeah, correct. Tomorrow, Sunday. If you're listening to this on Friday, I've been there all week. Uh, it's been Hashtag go- blessed. It's been going good, man. Been, been staying busy. What have you seen? What's the best thing you've seen so far? Uh, Not even golfer-wise, just like overall in the event so far with the practice rounds. If people are listening now, we're recording on Wednesday, so Nick and I are kind of previewing the tournament as if it was obviously Wednesday night going into the first day. Right. So we'll give some predictions, but obviously we know that the first round will already be over yep. by the time a lot of people are listening already. Yeah. So far, it's it's been fun. It's been good. Haven't gotten to see see a lot of the practice rounds. Bunch was a bunch of it was rained out yesterday. Two being Tuesday it was rained out Tuesday. Sharsh, just use regular days. Come on, Nick. Yeah, my bad. Podcast world. Podca- Let's go. Podcasting one on one. Tuesday, <laughs> most of it was rained out, so a lot of the guys. Didn't get to get a full practice round in. Wednesday, more guys were out there getting their rounds in, trying to golf as much as they possibly could. Did see Tiger on the driving range, stood right behind him and watched him hit. He looked good. The back looked healthy. Got to see Tommy Fleetwood out there. He looked good. I like him a lot. Rory seems to be pretty relaxed. Uh, Jordan Spieth seems to be getting back into a little bit of form. Everybody seems to be kind of in their own groove. Of course, we'll know more from Thursday, Friday Mm -hmm. action, um, to see, to wait and see who makes the cut and where everybody is at in the field. But overall, I think it's gonna be really competitive as far as the course goes rained a lot yesterday being Tuesday. So, uh, they did say today that they got the greens rolling pretty well and, and they will be you know, in pretty decent to pristine condition. Phil Mickelson, Mickelson said on uh, Wednesday that the course was in excellent condition. All the players seem to be fine with the course. I think there was a lot going into this weekend, this week and this weekend, that the conditions weren't going to be that great, that, the, that it was going to be dried out, and uh, that there were going to be some problems. And then after the rain, that the greens were going to be too, uh, too hard and, and the ball would essentially stick and not roll at all. So... It'll be pretty low scoring, I definitely think. I think a lot of people have the scores being anywhere between 10 under to 20 under for the winner on Sunday. So should be pretty competitive overall, though. A lot of guys are golfing really well right now. A lot of good storylines to watch throughout this tournament. I think everybody's just excited to have it back here in St. Louis. First time it's been back here in St. Louis since 1992. So Really excited to see how things shake out going into this weekend. The crowds have been unbelievable yeah. already from what I've seen in the first practice round and the kind of warm-up days. And even Jim Nance was on with your co-worker, yep. Hannah Yates, from 590 The Fan, and was talking about how the PGA was saying this could be one of the loudest and the most people they've had at an event ever. Yeah, ever. largest attended and largest uh, 
and the loudest. I think a lot of the players, Tommy Fleetwood said today, uh, Jordan or uh, not Jordan, but uh, Justin Thomas, both said today that uh, Tuesday felt like a Saturday, and Tuesday was not even a regular practice round. It was just a you know some of the guys were out there, some of them weren't getting, some of them were still getting into town and whatnot. But they felt it felt like a Saturday atmosphere, and then some of them today said it felt like a Sunday atmosphere, just with the the amount of crowds out there. So that is really really cool to see, especially for St. Louis. Oh my God, yeah, and you know just for the region as a whole. I think St. Louis has been looking for something to kind of build themselves up and build around. Obviously, we have the Cardinals going on, and we have. You know, the hockey season hasn't started up yet, but after losing out on the MLS team and yes. the NFL leaving, I think this uh, a sporting event to come to St. Louis. You had the Winter Classic last year, but for the, this to come here to St. Louis with these caliber of players, some of the best in the world, some of the best athletes in the world, converging on your city, I think it's great for the city and from an economic standpoint as well as just a fun fan aspect. I'm glad you brought it up because I was about to bring up the same exact point. With a vote going down for the MLS and everything going on, with the Rams leaving, you know, obviously the Rams weren't, I, I wouldn't say, you know, the community's fault, but the vote for the MLS absolutely was. I mean, that was a, a democracy, and it got voted down, and the MLS wanted to be here. So it really made me think, is St. Louis really a community that wants sports here, that wants major events? And, like, that sounds like a dumb thing, but think about it. I mean, a lot of people kind of shot that down. I mean, we're looking for things to revamp downtown, MLS Stadium seemed like a, a hit out of the ballpark, and yet it still was voted down. So now that you have an event like this, a chance for St. Louis to get on the map sports-wise and to get some you know, recognition out there in the golf world and elsewhere, and the whole sporting world with all this coverage especially, it's cool to see the PGA, first of all, say something before the rounds have even started, and to see people like Jim Nance, Mike Tirico, Joe Buck obviously talking up St. Louis a lot as he would, but just how cool it is to see the crowds like this. Everybody's performing. Everybody's waiting 45 minutes for an Uber and for a shuttle to get here for the practice rounds just for a chance to see these guys. I mean, it's so cool to finally see, and it makes me feel proud. I'm always proud to live here. I love St. Louis, but some things piss you off. You yeah. know, the MLS thing pissed me off. The Rams pissed me off. And, of course, the Rams, that was just a shitty owner's type situation, but St. Louis has always been crapped on, or we decided – ourselves to move away from certain sports like soccer that was going to be a huge thing in my opinion so it kind of was like sports weren't on st louis's side for a while it was just cardinals and blues or bust and that was it finally now the pga championship comes here and it's still a long time until this this event's over but from what they've shown this is an unbelievable turnout and it makes this city look so much better especially to every other city in america right now right for real. and the players have loved it i mean i think not a, they don't tend to really get out and see the rest of the city and kind of experience much of it other than the hotel and the golf course but as far as Bell Reeve goes and the fan base that is out there I think players are very happy with what they've seen so far Rory McIlroy actually had a funny comment yesterday when we were in the media session uh this was on Tuesday saying that he when somebody asked him what has he heard about St. Louis said he didn't know much about St. Louis but he heard two things he knows Nelly the rapper is from here and that we have a good baseball team so <laughs> that was kind of the quote of the day that people were, were, were sending out around and that was uh I think we'll get Rory a couple more fans here in St. Louis so maybe someone will try to give him a uh, Cardinal hat maybe, maybe the Cardinals maybe someone from the Cardinals could send him a hat signed, and he could wear it during the event. You think he'd wear a cardinal hat? While well, he's he on? said he said if he wins, <laughs> that on Sunday he's going to go out downtown with Wanamaker to some bars and wow. uh, take it out for a 
for a little spin. So The Irishman, Sunday fun day. Yeah, I'm not really sure what all is going on downtown or in the St. Louis area as far as nightlife on a Sunday, but uh, Rory McIlroy, if he wins, he, he plans on going out, confirmed. 314-877-8597. That is uh, the way you can get involved with the voicemail inbox. Tell us who your favorite is in the upcoming PGA Championship. 314-877-8597. Or you can always, and I mean always, tweet us at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. Nick, currently, I'm I'm curious on this. You know, we talk about some of our favorites. I know a decent amount about golf where I can make a pick, but it's hard to pick a winner in any major. The hottest player right now, one of the hottest for sure, is Dustin Johnson, top player in the world, I believe, still number one. Number one ranked world. He's been consistent all year. He's been up, if not, you know, up there winning tournaments. He's been top ten, respectively, almost every single tournament, especially in the majors. He's one of those guys that you could see is currently the favorite, obviously. Tiger Woods is plus 8,000 is where he opened up at, uh, according to Odd Shark. Currently on my bookie, he's plus 2,500, plus 1,600 on Bet Online. Uh, some other notables, you have Tommy Fleetwood, who opened up at plus 10,000. He's now at plus 2,500, so a lot of uh, a lot of money going on in that one on for Tommy sure. Fleetwood. Rory McIlroy started out as another low odd, plus 1,000. He's still currently at plus 1,000, according to my bookie. Ricky Fowler, plus 1,800. And as I men- mentioned, Dustin Johnson opened up at plus 1,200, currently at plus 800, the lowest I've seen on my bookie. So he is currently the favorite to win this. Yeah. Now your thoughts on that. I have four guys that I like, I think all of whom you mentioned. Dustin Johnson is my pick to win overall. I, I just like the way good, he's playing good golf right now, uh, and he seems relaxed. Plus, he'll have a, 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 some familiar faces in the crowd with uh, his father-in-law, Wayne Gretzky, uh, bringing in a, a pretty big contingent of fans. So he'll have a, some extended family in town with a pretty big contingent behind him. So he should be doing pretty well. Rory McIlroy seems relaxed and eager to win he's been close in the, the past couple of championships so I like Rory I like Tommy Fleetwood too he's never won a major championship and he talked about that on uh, Wednesday that it was something he's really trying to do to, to he talked about when people think of players careers overall they they measure them by major championships and he really is looking to get one so I think he's going to be a fun guy to watch and, and fun guy for fans to be able to follow if you can't follow Tiger who's going to be just have a ton of people behind oh, him yeah. the entire time. I'm not even going to try. I think, I, we talked about this before yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. I, I think Tommy would be a good one to would be a good one to follow. Uh, and then I also like Jordan Spieth just cuz he's been playing some really good golf right now. He's been close and in contention the past few weeks in some tournaments and uh he should be a fun one to be able to follow and be able to watch. Just a, a good guy and a, a guy that's kind of our age. So it, it, it's fun to follow the young golfers and root for the young golfers. Obviously, if Tiger would be in contention on Sunday, everybody would love that. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Tiger in recent weeks. He's been playing well, and he was he was close um, at the Open Championship. But I don't know if we'll be able to see – uh, enough out of him to where he can make a run. But who knows? He can make a run. Anybody can make a run. It really determines on how you start as much as it is how you finish. So Thursday will be a good test. Uh, early on, the course condition should be pretty solid, and so we'll just have to wait and see. Who you got? Who do you like? I uh, Because of the British Open. That was the British Open, right, where Fleetwood was yeah, the open in, championship. in the top yep. five. Mm-hmm. Don't call it the Open Championship. That's what it's called. It's I don't n- like it's that. It's not called the British Open. I don't it's care. called the Open Championship. It's, 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 there's, there's, it's the U.S. Open. No. It's the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open And the British Open. Nope. Okay, if there's two of them, the Brit- would you stop hitting a mic? I know you're upset, but – 
the British Open, tired of it, and the U.S. Open should both have their own names in it. Not one called the U.S. Open and, oh, but this one's the Open. This is the cool one. Yeah, no, I'm oh. I, I agree with you I, in, uh, in, in some sense. The, the open, open Championship. The open champ, it makes it sound like they're more elitist than we are. Just wait till the Ryder Cup when the United States beats their ass. But I think Tommy Fleetwood um, – I, I believe he's going to do very well. I'm rooting for him. Again, you have no idea. I mean, we, we say we know, but he did do well in the Open Championship. The Open Championship. Uh, he got he was 3-under, tied for 12th in that. So he, he ended up okay. Obviously, Tiger was unreal in that one, too. He was tied for 6th at 5-under. Rory at tied for 2nd, 6-under. But And then Molinari, who... Honestly, he's a, kind of not a really a long shot here, I guess, but yeah, I more mean, he, so. But he's he, playing the best golf of anybody. I mean, him yeah. and Dustin Johnson are playing the best golf out there, and the way he played in the Open Championship was unreal. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody it seemed like when Tiger was up at set or at seven under at that point, Molinari was at six under, and then he just kind of went on a run. And unlike everybody else in the tournament, Molinari never made a mistake. He he parred at almost every hole. He drove the ball well. He chipped the ball well. He mm-hmm. was making shots when it mattered. He was hitting out of the bunker, hitting out of the rough, and it was just really connecting. So if he can keep that golf kind of golf up, I I think he could have a good shot to win. I just I I don't really know much about him or haven't really watched no, exactly. much much yeah. of him at all, other than when he won the Open Championship. So, but I mean, when you're hot, you're hot, and that's kind of what you got what you need in golf. If you're playing good golf, that's it's a very streaky sport where you know if you're playing bad golf, you kind of tend to ride the wagon and feel bad for a while but if you're playing good golf you're feeling hot so we'll see who wins yeah i think it's going to be fleetwood i like fleetwood and i like rory um mainly because rory said things about st louis so basically you're just saying exactly what i said you're taking my exact fleetwood rory you want to take dustin johnson and jordan speed as well i I don't want dustin johnson jordan speed i think you get if you make a DraftKings team which which that's what i that's the mindset i have i try to think of people you get five don't you i believe you get five so anybody that plays DraftKings out there i'm trying to help you but out here the, i'm not playing the, but i'm trying to tell you how are, i would play like tommy fleetwood uh, excuse me fleetwood would be like medium level yeah, like, like money val- he's like a value play guys like dustin johnson spieth rory all huge money yeah in, in DraftKings. So. right that's the thing is you got to pick the guys at least from a DraftKings standpoint that uh you gotta you gotta pick some guys that are maybe basement feeders that have a chance of being in contention on Sunday that'll at least make the cut. Exactly. 314-877-8597. Again, our voicemail inbox number. Who do you think win the PGA Championship at Bella Reeve, St. Louis this year? Again, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. Moving on to uh, another topic. So, Nick, one of the coolest things I saw today on Twitter, the Carolina Panthers. So, NFL season's here, baby. I'm so it's excited. But actually, before we get into this, we're going to go ahead and announce our official start to our show. Drum roll. So, I don't have my stuff oh, out. I'll, just, we... I'll do my own drum roll. Announcing the new show. So, September 5th will be our first show. Wait, wait, no. Sorry, take that back. August 29th will be our first show for our football show, which will be airing every Wednesday on the Bruce in the Balcony stream. So instead of doing our bonus pods during football season, we'll make an NFL-only show on Wednesday. So we have regular show Monday, regular show Friday. Then we'll have the NFL on Wednesday. And then we're going to have Nick sprinkle in some Mizzou tidbits here and there on some Tuesdays and Thursdays. Not really anything set yet, but we're going to have some stuff there, a little college football too. But football, NFL football, Wednesday, August 29th, we're starting things out with our first show, kind of getting ready for the season, kind of going out there and saying, hey, 
here's what we think is going to happen. Here's who's going to win the Super Bowl. Here's go. who's going to win MVP. Here's who's going to be suspended for you know substance abuse. No, we won't do that. Yeah. But uh, that's the 29th. First week preview on the 5th. We're going to give you picks. We're going to give you best fantasy picks. We're going to give you best daily fantasy picks. We're going to give you everything we possibly can. We got our expert picker, Big Web, coming in. We got me, we got Zach, we got Nick, we got all the NFL stuff you need. We're going to have some fun. So, once again, make sure you tune in. We have not come up with a name yet. We have not come up with a name yet, but we will be starting our NFL show every Wednesday through the season, starting on the 29th. And you know why I picked Wednesday, Nick? Why'd you pick Wednesday, TJ? Because the games start on Thursday for the hey, new week. How about that? So that way, people on Wednesday can get ready, get their picks, they can That's hear like it, thinking. and they know. And we're even though I'm not a betting be, man, if I was a betting man, I would I would bet these picks, but I'm gonna give you picks anyway against the spread. You're gonna have to give some. Uh, it's not very conducive to the waiver wire though. Sunday night, Monday waiver wire really doesn't. I guess it's Monday, Tuesday. Cause, True, because of Monday night football. Well, you could still you can still listen to it Wednesday morning and then yeah, put in your the, picks by that time. By that time, it's the two a.m. No, yep, they're gonna be gone. Well, that's tough. It's more of a who should you start thing, yeah. I guess, not who to pick up. It may be a who to look out for for the upcoming week. Correct. But we'll start that, uh, once again, that's Wednesday, August 29th here on the Bruise on the Balcony stream. So we're getting really excited for that. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, cool thing I saw from the NFL, Carolina Panthers. Uh, hands down, one of the coolest things I've seen from training camp so far. There was, and I want to make sure I pull it up so I get his name right because it's a cool story. But this guy who's a huge, huge Panthers fan, um, he went blind in 1991. His name is Darren Varner. Lost his eyesight um, after, I believe, he had an infection or something where he it was so bad he had to get them removed. That's right. how bad it was. Super sad. Well, his best friend Benny, this is what was posted by the Carolina Panthers, uh, asked if they could do something for him and do something for him so he could listen at camp, you know, because he was at training camp today. And they sent in uh, Mick Mixon, who is the play-by-play guy. Right. And basically he went up there, shook his hand, met him. The guy was really happy, told him his story. And then Mixon took him, you know, in his arm, walked him out to the field. And as Cam Newton was throwing a pass to McCaffrey for a touchdown, he did play-by-play for him. He did play-by-play for what Cam was wearing. He had his headband. He had his hood on. His socks pulled up. All this cool stuff, doing play-by-play. The guy in his story was actually telling Mick, he said, you know, what's funny is even though I can't see – my buddies always ask me what um, what happened because we sit in a certain right. section. Sometimes they can't see. I got the play-by-play in my ear, so they're always asking, hey, man, what happened? What happened? There you and go. It was so cool to see the guy who has been calling it for so many years and the guy who's been listening kind of connect. And then it was kind of funny because Mixon goes, so what do you think I look like by the sound of my voice? And he goes, ah, I don't know. I really don't know. He goes, George Clooney type. You think a George Clooney type? And he goes, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. He goes, you're nice. right. You're a really handsome dude. You're right. I'm very handsome. That's that's awesome. So it was it was really cool, though. So, you know, hats off to the Panthers. And uh, obviously, this guy, for, for his situation, is one of the most uh, happy guys you'll see. I mean, right. just you can tell by his body language and the way he talks. Like, he's in a, a tough spot, um, but he doesn't take life for granted. And it's it's really cool. So hats off to uh, Carolina Panthers and, to his, and then to Benny, his buddy, who got him to yeah, meet the, Mixon. Ben, Benny's the real MVP. Of that Benny's story. the real MVP. And then apparently he, they said that he got to meet uh, Devin Funches and Coach Ron Rivera. So how cool is that? How about that? So did, pretty neat. Did you see this story also at training camp of Chase Daniel? Yes, going, I did. Going, under, going undercover? <laughs> I did. And some of the guys recognized him. One of the funniest ones I saw was uh, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. At the end, he sees him. He looks under the hat. And as he looks under the hat, Chase keeps putting his head down farther. And then he signs it, 
<laughs> he, he signs a Chase's he jersey because he has a Mitch Trubisky jersey on. And the he goes, number 10. He goes, woo, best quarterback ever. And he runs away. <laughs> and Trubisky looks over. He goes, who was that? And someone goes, that was Chase. He goes, no shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. That's all. Just sign a jersey for your backup quarterback. God, you want to talk about the best job deal ever. In ever. Being a backup QB, baby. Okay. You can literally do stuff like that and be like just hanging out, collecting your money, wearing the headset, and they'll have the playbook out there. Like as long as you stay in shape and know the playbook, you're good to go. Like You might already know this, but how many games do you think this guy's played? So he he's how many millions does he think he's made? Like fifty? Something like that, maybe more. I've seen this stat. I thought it was like seventy-five million or something that he's made, but okay. and he's played like fifteen games or some ridiculously low number. How many games do you think he has started at quarterback? Twelve. Twelve games started. Yeah. He has played since two thousand and ten, and according according to ProFootballReference.com, he has started two regular season games. Started two regular oh, season God. starts, one in 2013 with Kansas City, one in 2014 with Kansas City. Now, I believe it says he's played in a certain amount of games. I believe that just as a holder. Right. Correct. So, won the uh, championship with New Orleans in 2010 uh, as a backup quarterback. Still the backup to this day, and honestly, he couldn't be happier. Career backup quarterback. Making $75 million and a Super Bowl ring. Beautiful wife, beautiful family. Went to Missouri. Clothing line. All around. Clothing line. Does he really? Yep. Look at this Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. This guy's hitting yep. out of the park, man. He's an entrepreneur. He's a business savvy guy. He's funny. He has a good sense of humor. We got to get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. That'd be such a good interview. Chase Daniel. I would love it. I would Coming love up. it. Missouri's own. 314-877-8597. Your thoughts on the NFL uh, and Chase Daniel. Last thing we have. I saw an article the other day. Connor Tate... The one and only. Haven't seen him in studio in a bit. Yeah, he's been he has, busy. He's been. He's been. Uh, did we DFA him? <laughs> we might have. You know, it was kind of his contract was getting too high. We said, I, I don't might know. Have to, might have to put you on the waivers. Do we, um, do we get a? Do we get a compensatory? Compen, compensatory. That's the word. Yeah. Compensatory pick. Comp- Com- compensatory pick. Do we get a compensatory pick for yeah. DFAing him for assignment? I guess. Yeah. So he shared a uh, an article the other day. I mean, we might not, we might have to DFA him after after this news that you're about to tell us. The article says that somebody wrote it that Fortnite was going to be dead by the end of the year, as in like not popular anymore. Now this is granted a game that is free to play, that has made billion. That's with a B, billions of dollars, Nick, and, and it's, it's over a little bit of a year of play. And it's free. And it's free. So that's how many in-game purchases are happening. That's how many people are freaking playing this game. And people are saying it's going to be dead by the year, end of the year. I find no shot at this, at least by this year. Every game dies off eventually. Every game kind of loses its popularity. Happened a little bit with Call of Duty. Used to be way up there. Now it's kind of eh, like it's fallen down, a little popular. Halo, same thing. But Fortnite is something that I have never seen before. Like the audience for it. You know, we grew up in the video game era. We've seen video games grow from, you know, NHL 99 on N64 to now Fortnite on everything possible. I mean, do you really think it's going to be done by the end of the year? No chance. I don't think it's going to be done by the end of the year. I think it will be have declined by the end of the year. Everything has. What do you mean by decline? Like just not much going on with it anymore? Just like less people are playing it. Like I think a lot of people will still play it, but I think the initial popularity that it's garnered across entertainment, sports world, and everywhere else will have 
somewhat dipped off. Like, I don't think like Fetty Wap and Quavo and Drake and all these guys, all these uh, rappers, and then like, you know, high profile athletes will still be playing it to the level they are now and it being on Twitter and social media and all, all that. It's the Twitch stuff. Everything. Yeah. Well, I think Twitch will definitely still be around. And I mean, Ninja's in talks to get a contract with Epic games to only play Fortnite, And I don't, I don't think he'll Is do that. Right? I don't think he'll do that just because there's so many other games that he does want to play. And I think if you pigeonhole yourself in one game, then, you know, you are riding the popularity of it. Is that really a thing you can? They were trying to sign him. Is that yeah, real? Epic Games is trying wow. to sign him to a contract solely to play Fortnite, but he plays you know a t- ton of other games. So yeah, that's but, his main one. But I one, think though. that like initial popularity, it's it's spiked so hard right now, and it still is gaining popularity and gaining traction in the as more people learn about it, and it becomes uh, more mainstream amongst you know all cultures of life, I think that will just kind of dip off and the hardcore players will still play it. And like, like you said, they'll reinvent things to keep it interesting by creating an entirely new map and adding different things to the game to, to enhance it and make it more fun and mm-hmm. make it more interesting. So it doesn't get stale and bland, but overall, I think it'll just, it'll, it'll definitely take a dip. I don't think it'll be dead though. Connor's wrong. There. Yeah. Oh, for sure. At least by 2018. I mean, right. the years it's already August. I mean, I don't see it going anywhere for quite some no, time. No. It's still highly popular. I mean, I go on Twitch every once in a while, and I do get into watching some of the streamers. It's fun. I really do enjoy the game enough to watch a little bit because some of these guys are unbelievable. But also, like, I see the numbers that are watching Ninja at a time. It's like 130,000 live people, not counting the millions of views he's getting on YouTube and everything else. It's, like, unbelievable numbers. I just don't see it dying by the end of 2018. I just think that's ridiculous. But... As anything, any game has gone, things die down. Like, it doesn't mean it's going to die forever. It just means the popularity is going to take a dip. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's always going to be something new. There's always going to be a new game yeah, coming out new, or whatever. Yeah, something something interesting. And that's the thing. They're going to have to compete with other games mm-hmm. to, you know, um, vie for the popularity of, of its users and of its players. So there's going to be, you know, five, ten other games that come out by the end of the year that are going to try to overtake Fortnite or replicate what they're doing and become more interesting and engaging for the user and, and the player. So that's something they're going to have to compete with, and that's something every game has to compete with. But like you were saying earlier with like the Halo or the Battlefield or the Call of Duty um, franchises, you have popularity over the course of a decade or more. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be kind of interesting to see what can Fortnite do to keep the game more interesting and, and create new things so that it can compete with these other new games coming out as technology develops and as new ideas come about because we've seen kind of the the single-person shooter um, become so popular through Call of Duty and Halo and Battlefield. Mm. And now through Fortnite, what they're doing and what's great is the whole Battle Royale thing yes. with, with teams. And that's something I think Call of Duty and um, Infinity Ward are talking about bringing into Call of Duty is that battle royale aspect which is something that obviously isn't copyrighted it's something that you can or battle royale is they can rip it off into something else and kind of gain that popularity so it's really going to be interesting to kind of see in from the gaming world and standpoint how these games compete and what these ideas that fortnite's bringing to the table can do for the rest of the the gaming world that are paid to play games and someone mentioned this to me too it's a good point and i kind of thought more on this subject too but the fact that fortnite is pretty much a game that it goes on updates. There's not going to be a second Fortnite coming out. Like, you know how Call of Duty has 
Black Ops, and they have World or Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two. Halo has all like four or five or six, whatever number of games they have now. Fortnite can't really do that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're an online-based game, free game. The only way they can change completely, I think, is if they made like a brand new from scratch map or that's, like two different maps or that's something. That's what I think eventually ends up happening. Yeah. Just because the players get so good, just like you see in Call of Duty. When you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare and you have those four or five maps that were on that initial Call of Duty game, people get so good at those that it dilutes the competition pool that you're playing against and you have a, a top 4% of guys that are so good and then you have the rest of the the grouping, the last 96%, that it's just not fun to play. So right. what do they do? They bring out a new game. They change the year. They they, they make it, you know, kind of either futuristic like they did with the Black Ops franchise or they do, you know, they keep it with the Modern Warfare, go old. I think that's what the uh, best thing the, the Call of Duty franchise did was switch between uh, Infinity Ward and what was the other uh, – I can't think of... Call of Duty? Yeah, Infinity War and... Uh, I have no idea. The newer there, there ones, were, I don't know. Well, there were two. So Infinity War did the the, um, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare series, and the Black Ops was done by a... Oh, oh, you're talking about two different companies. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah, different yeah. companies. So what? why that was great is because every year they flip-flopped back and forth, and not, mm. not only was it great for, for the revenue uh, standpoint for those two companies, it kept it interesting. So... Infinity War didn't have to worry about what the other company was doing and try to make, you know, go from Modern Warfare one year to Modern Warfare two the next year. Mm -hmm. They were able to, you know, split it up and really everybody wins because it pretty much just resulted in more people buying the game, more people downloading the game because you got an, an almost an entirely new game from the standpoint of how the graphics looked, how the gameplay was, and, and vice versa. And I think that's what you have to do. If you're if you're a franchise like Call of Duty and Machinima, Halo, that's what it was. Is Infinity War and Machinima? Oh, that's right. I remember that name. But for Fortnite, I think what they're doing too, which is kind of interesting, I think they if they overdo it this way, it could ruin it. But how they're kind of adding new things in, like you know vehicles. You know they're adding in golf carts, shopping carts, where you can move around. They're adding in new weapons. They're adding in new like ways to transport they're at they're in the rifts where you can jump in these little like glowing things and they put you up in the air like a jump pad it's kind of cool how they're they're kind of messing with things a little bit and then also like how they have a golf course now and you can pull out a golf ball and a, and a putter and hit it into the hole like you can play golf if they start doing that type of stuff it could really continue to have a lot of interest in it but i feel like if you do it too much it could kind of take away from the right. actual aspect of the game right. the game is to find everybody else eliminate them win the game. If you put all these things out where you can pay a, play a full nine, nine goals of golf, it's going to be like, okay, well, what if I'm playing golf in my ninth hole? I'm just trying to chill and someone shoots me. That's going to piss yeah, everybody off. Like, yeah. It really can't have both. Yeah, no, so. you can't. You can't do that. It wasn't Machinima. I don't know why. So that was uh, Treyarch. Treyarch and Benny Ward. Okay. So, I thought I heard the, the other but name, Machinima, Machinima is. It's 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 another company. It's, it's not a company. It's uh, it's more of a channel. Um, but yeah, Treyarch and Infinity Ward. Were the were the two that made, kept Call of Duty interesting, but yeah, so it should be interesting to see what Fortnite does overall. I think uh, yeah. I think it's going in a good place, and I think people are having fun with it. So uh, excited to see where it goes. Your thoughts are welcome. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. That's gonna do it for the show, guys. Thank you so much. Great topics all around. PGA Championship, Carolina Panthers, NFL. A lot of people getting in the swing of things in a training camp, doing some cool stuff as well with fans and the players getting involved. 
and then a Fortnite era. Will it end in 2018? 314-877-8597 at Balcony Brews Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Once again, a reminder, football NFL podcast every Wednesday will begin on August 28th. We'll start that as our first show, bringing in every Wednesday instead of a bonus pod for the entire NFL football season. And Nick will also chime in on certain days with some Mizzou talk as well. But that's going to do it. See you, Nick. That'll do it. Bye, TJ. Bye, Nick. Peace. Peace. Bye, Nick. TJ. Bras on balcony.